Welcome to the Relentless Optimism podcast, where we learn about the PBS Plus intervention through hearing from people with brain injury, their nearest and dearest, and the clinicians who went through our Monash University trial. Today, you're going to hear our chat with Kez, Trace, and Kim. Kez is an intelligent, independent woman aged in her early 50s. She lives on her own with supports in place following a severe hypoxic brain injury, which she sustained about 15 years ago. Her sister, Trace, is her main support person and her key advocate, and they're really close. Trace actually refers to Kez as ditzy in the interview, so just to let you know about that. Dr. Kim Trezice is an experienced clinical neuropsychologist, and she's worked on our project for quite a number of years. She's actually with me now to give you a bit of background to the interview you're about to hear. So, Kim, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, Kate. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to work with Kez and Trace. I really enjoyed working with Kez and Trace. They were they were great to work with. They were really ready for this process. It was really easy to get the therapeutic relationship going and it was just a wonderful collaborative experience for all of us. And as a clinician, I really enjoyed enjoyed the work we did together. That's always really great to hear. Yeah, they were were fantastic. She has a really great attitude and approach and a fabulous support system around her as well. And so why were they referred to the PBS Plus study? So uh, Kez came to us uh, predominantly for help around perseverative behaviours, things like picking up small bits of dirt off the floor in a compulsive way and also uh, some impulse control stuff around spending, shopping, eating and that sort of thing. Yeah, so those were behaviours that were causing some problems for them. Yeah, for cares and were quite sort of difficult for the people around her to support her with as well. And they were definitely things that Kez had talked about wanting to work on for a number of years. Mm. And the reason that we've invited Kez and Trace and Kim to this particular episode is because I think they've got some really great um, insights and awareness into how we actually structure the intervention. And so that's what we're going to be exploring today, what we call our flexible framework. And that's the bedrock of how we design and implement the work that we do together. There are a few steps or stages in the flexible framework. It's actually something that has has been called in the past the goal, obstacle, plan, do, review approach, but it's expanded to a few more steps, which becomes too much of a mouthful. So we just call it the flexible framework, but you may hear us refer to those two different um, versions of the name as we go. So to take you through what those steps involve, the first step is actually to work out what are the big deals for the person? What is a meaningful, valued outcome or an aspiration that the person wants for their life? Uh, It could be from the perspective of the person as well as collaborating with the people who know them best. Then once you've worked out what those are and, and selected a key place to start, you can break that down into the first key goal that you're going to work towards and that then becomes the focus of the next steps. After you've identified the goal, we work out what's been getting in the way of achieving that goal either currently or 
what they've experienced in the past as those obstacles. And that could be in terms of the neurological factors, their brain injury, personal factors, things about their social relationships, their environment, and of course, behavioral domains. And we don't just look at it in terms of obstacles, but what are also the strengths they have in those areas that could help them achieve that goal? And also what is the history of what they've tried to help in the past and what have they learned? So using that background information, you start to develop a little bit of a plan to address the obstacles whilst building on their strengths. Before you you jump into starting the plan though, we have the next step of predict. And that's where you try to understand and help the person to reflect on if they're ready or not ready to start, if they are going to be able to do the um, plan, if they need any extra help, whether they can think about whether it's hard or easy. And so that can give you enough um, opportunity to adjust the plan as you need to and help the person to think that through too. So then you actually do the plan and the plan will involve the strategies and the supports that are needed to overcome those obstacles and progress towards the goal achievement. You'd Uh, agree on a set time frame that you're going to try out your intended plan and strategies before you come back at the agreed time and actually review and sort of check out what actually happened, what have you learned. So instead of being a success or failure, it's more of a trial and error and an opportunity to learn. And so that was a, a really key approach with everyone we worked with in PBS Plus. And I think for Kez and Trace, I think you'd say, Kim, it was a really important foundation to the work that you did. Yeah, it really structured pretty much everything that we talked about over the year we had together. And we we really normalised this approach as well. I mean, goal setting is something that we all do. And I was there to help provide the scaffolding for Kez and her supports to explore this in a structured way. So it kind of, it can sound easy or simple, but it's not. It's it's very nuanced. It's very personalised. And a really key factor is that it's person-driven as opposed to therapist-driven And that can take quite a lot of time. It can take quite a lot of time for someone to come up with this stuff for themselves. Uh, It takes time as a clinician to learn about the person and learn about the system that they have around them. And it takes time to develop these plans and strategies in a really collaborative way. It's intensive and you just, you can't skip these steps and you can't condense them. So as a clinician, it requires a fair bit of patience and tolerance of uncertainty while we're figuring this stuff out together. And I think a really important thing to note with regard to Kez and the work that she and I and her system did together is that I started working with Kez after having been in the PBS Plus approach for a few years. So she was one of the last participants on the project that I work with. And so I'd had time to explore a lot of the concepts around PBS plus and try things out and work with other people and develop my confidence and my tolerance of uncertainty as well. So I guess I was ready as well 
to really um, support her and help her um, with this framework. So that's really important to note too. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just the readiness of the person with the injury, but the people around them and the clinician as well to do that work. Absolutely. And so I think it's helpful because in the conversation that we have with Kez and Trace and Kim that you'll soon hear, we had a very um, organic discussion about what the intervention was like as we talked about this flexible framework. So I think it's important just to highlight at the outset so that you are uh, prepared for what the actual big deals, those important valued outcomes were for Kez. Yeah, and Kez had a number of big deals uh, that were explored throughout the, the intervention period. The two main ones we're talking about today were around saving money and about fatigue management. So giving herself permission to take a break when she needed to as well. Yeah, so when you're working on the financial goals and and taking a rest, I know that one of the really important tools that you used, Kim, was as, as one of the scripts, the cognitive executive scripts that help support somebody's ability to um, think things through. And in this context, we use the can't, won't, don't script to help us understand and talk through behaviour. Yeah, I really like the PBS Plus scripts and they're a really good tool for us to have in our in our toolkit. They're very flexible. Uh, we can adapt them for different people that we work with and as clinicians we tend to individually adapt them as well. And I really like can't, won't, don't particularly with kids and I've certainly used it with other people that I've worked with too. It's a bit of a tricky one to try and explain in a nutshell, but in brief, it helps us with a theory of why a behaviour is or isn't occurring and it can take the emotion out of the understanding of why something may or may not happen. So a can't do is when the person's unable to do the task because they may not have the physical, neurological, cognitive or psychological skills to do it. So they might not be able to remember information without a list and they'll need some strategies or supports or practice. So that's a can't do. Kim, what was a can't do for Kez in the situation? So a can't do for Kez was with regard to shopping so when Kez was in the busy shopping centre environment without a lot of support or planning, she was in a can't with regard to how much she spent. So she had difficulty self-regulating that behaviour and was quite impulsive and perseverative when she was shopping. Okay, and so a don't do is when the person is actually motivated to do something and is able to do it but is really inconsistent with actually enacting that behaviour because of problems with initiation or motivation in the moment. So there can be that split or that dissociation between knowing what they want to do and actually doing it. So what was a don't do for Kez? So again, uh, the same context, but we we were considering it a don't do with regard to shopping when Kez had the support around her and had done planning, for example, with shopping lists and what she needed to buy 
So she had a clear plan and clearly clearly articulated methods of support to help her regulate her spending and she was able to have conversations with her supports around what she would buy and what she would choose not to buy. So that's a a can't do and then a don't do. And the third one is a won't do. So that's when the person understands what's required. They have the skills to do it, but they actually make a conscious choice or decision not to do it. So it's a refusal and it might be as in a kind of rebelling against what they want to, what they're being asked to do and feeling kind of controlled about that. And in this case, the person may not be ready and other people just need to wait patiently. Um, Or it could be that the person is really um, down disinterested, depressed and hopeless and, and they, they won't do it um, as, as they feel hopeless about what's being asked to do. Did, did that come up for Kez? We didn't really find that with Kez. When we talked about what was going on for her and explored the concepts of can't, don't and won't, we found that typically things fell in the can't and the don't category for her. Thanks so much for giving us that context. So without further ado, let's get into it. I really hope you enjoy hearing from Kez and Trace as much as I did. And please note there's a language warning for for mild profanity in this episode. I'm Dr. Kate Gould and I'm joined today by Kez. Hello, Kez. Hello. And Tracy. Hello. And Dr. Kim Trezise. Hello. So thanks so much for joining us and today we're going to be talking about the flexible framework approach and how you use that in uh, your therapy year that you had with us. We started two years ago. Okay. So I think from Kansas and my perspective, when we were approached about this study, uh, having, I guess, done a lot of therapeutic modalities, if that makes sense, yeah. so so different behavioural therapies, cognitive behavioural therapy, mm-hmm. um, some talking therapy. talking therapy, Freudian stuff, dream yeah. therapy, all sorts of different yeah. therapies that, that we've been involved in over the years for, for various reasons. So this struck us as something really new and different to pursue because it's all based on positive behavioural change. And I think what really attracted me to the study is so now that it's based very much on, um, or my impression is so now that it's based very much on scientific um, approaches, you know, whereby people have have assessed um, their clients based on this approach. Yeah, for sure. So I guess having a systematic experimental approach yeah. happens throughout. So, you you know, we're all developing what those um, experiments are and yeah. figuring out, you know, what's best for you as we go. So it's really interesting that that's what appealed to you about PBS. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably it appealed to me too because so now my background pre-ABI is very scientific. I actually mm. even did a Bachelor of Agricultural Science oh, wow. at Melbourne University. Yeah. So, you you know, that, that kind of tied in for you and you could relate yeah. to that scientific yeah. approach. That very practical yeah. approach. So, Disty, when 
remember when we started talking and and Kim was saying, who do you want to be? What's the best version of you? Is that? That's really where we started, wasn't it? I think that was one of the first couple of sessions. Yeah. You know, like if you think about like we all do, we have that best version Mm. of ourselves that we want to be, you know. Who is that person for you and yeah. what are the important things about her? And then kind of how do we, you know, move you closer to her? And that's kind of, it's not really something that has an end point. Like we're all working on mm. ourselves and try to be the best version of ourselves. But we can, we were kind of trying to develop that um, picture yeah, and kind of quantify her a bit more, I guess. Yeah. You know, using that kind of scientific experimental and do you remember approach. Remember, who we, who you, who you kind of talked about wanting to be, which initially was very humorous, which is your Mother Teresa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And then Kim very cleverly um, abbreviated that to Tezkes, and that yeah. became a real motif as we went along in a humorous way but also in a really serious way mm-hmm. as to who you are aspiring to be. Yeah. Someone really um, loving and nurturing and caring for your family. Mm. and Someone who constantly puts others before themselves. Yeah. And obviously certainly not at the detriment to themselves. Yeah, because there is a part of that was also kind of looking after yourself as well. Yeah. Um, that was part of her as well as sort of I think by looking after yourself you were able or Tess Kez is able to kind of be that warm, caring, generous, connected mm. woman to the people in yeah. her life that she loves. So it was sort of that kind of multi-layered mm. person that you were looking at and then we kind of all the other things we worked on over that year kind of layered under that, kind of sat within that framework. Mm. Um, and yeah, it all, it all, all seemed to dovetail quite nicely. Yeah, and I think kind of having that um, Tez Cares, although we didn't always talk about Tez Cares no. or, or kind of what are we going to do for Tez Cares today, it wasn't that kind of approach but she was just kind of there and um, they're in the background. They're in the background. Someone you aspire to be. Almost in the in the the foundation of how you're working together that you started with this understanding of you cares as an intelligent person who's completely capable of of leading the therapy and 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 being an an instigator and a driver of Mm. of what you want for your life. Yeah. I think that's that's exactly what you said after I think it was the second or third time we met with Kim and Kez Kez said this feels really kind of empowering. She'd be exhausted after we both would be mm. after a session because it's you cover a lot of ground and a lot of territory and some weeks you go forward and some weeks you go back and some weeks you examine, you know, difficult things. And I remember Kez saying, which which was so gratifying for me as Kez's sister, she said, I feel really empowered, like I'm driving this. Mm. I, I'm I'm not being told by, you know, Dr. So-and-so what I should be doing or, you know, you suffer from this or you suffer from that and we're going to medicate you in this way. And that's all part of it. That's all part of the process. But Kez being in the driver's seat as I watched her develop through the year and the way in which she was making changes and doing things like 
saving money. That was one of the things that Kez really identified as a, a positive behavioural change. So, you know, not just in your behaviour, the way you speak or the way you act, but the, the very foundations of your life, the things that you really aspire to do. Now, Kez uh, has never been a saver. She's always been <laughs> a spender. <laughs> yeah. And it was something that she said very early on with Kim, I really want to see if for the first time in my life in 50 years, if I can save any money. Mm. And guess what? By the end of 12 months, Kez had a 1000 bucks in her in a well, savings account. I think it's down to 650 now. But for someone on a that's disability awesome. pension, that's oh, really yeah. tough, not to yeah. mention overcoming all of the other kind of psychological hurdles to doing that. So that was what Kim the really... The sort of behaviour yeah, approach. Yeah, and yeah. that was, you remember how, do you remember how Kim was sort of helping you with that each week, sort of identifying what it was you want to do and the could, the ready, not ready yeah. approach? Kim, that, that yeah. was really how you drove that. It was quite structured. We um, kind of, um, in a number of different areas, we, we use this quite structured approach of like, you know, what is it, sort of what's the goal? Um, you know, what's what are the, the obstacle? What are the obstacles to sort of moving forward with mm. this? Um, how are we going to do it? How are we going to have a go? What's the plan? Um, and then we'd have a go, mm. and then we'd review it. Yeah, and, and just, that was just that, in that yeah. that required kids to actually be really, really honest. Like it's, it's all well and good to write that down on paper, as all of us have done with you know various. Um, reviews and whatnot that we go through, whether it's professionally or however that may be. But um, you were, I think you were really, you were really driving that. Mm, absolutely. I was really invested. Yes. So you really treated as equals. And, yes. And on top of that, you guys are, are considered the experts on, mm. on you. Yeah. So now I think so now that's actually even another point I'd really like to make so that this approach is very client-centred mm. rather than um, rather than therapist-centred. Sure. I think so now that that's yeah. really important. And we, we see a lot of um, practices that call themselves client-centred and sometimes that will means that the therapist is making decisions with the client at the centre. Mm. But we, we try to even use using language, which we think is so important and has been for us as therapists, mm. learning a lot of mm. new ways to talk about things that really connect with what we're trying to do. So we take it from person-centred to person-driven mm. and really you are in the driver's seat and that's our number one. Um, that, that Our PBS Plus, the P, stands for person-driven because mm. it's, it's so fundamental and it's just, you know, even hearing the way you're, you're talking from the beginning, that's that's what um, yeah. was, I think, the foundation of being able to do the hard work. Is yeah, and knowing- I think even if you come from the perspective of, oh, God, I don't know what to do, I don't know where I want to go or I don't know what I want to achieve, that's okay. This mm-hmm. is the sort of process that makes that okay. It gives you permission to say, it's all right, I don't have all the answers, but there's there's a system in place that's going to support me through the difficulties of that and never judge me, ever, never judge me. And that's one thing, another thing Kes said to me through the process, I've never felt judged and I can't tell you how many, we've had a lot of difficult experiences with uh, the medical profession over many, many years, uh, whether it's you know, being spoken down to, being disregarded, being not put at the centre of, of, of your own situation. 
And, you know, for, for a professional in that same area to come in with the relaxed, accepting approach that Dr. Kim has was just, just, it just stripped away all our fears, really. Mm. I think it's like a breath of fresh air. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Because, Disty, you got along really well with Kim. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We got along really well. I think that helped a lot. But you, I mean, you guys, I think when we talk about ready, not ready, I think you guys really were ready to explore this type of approach as Mm. well. And maybe part of that is because you kind of, the experiences you've had over the years and kind of where you're up to now. Um, But, yeah, I think a big part of it was sort of, yeah, well, absolutely what you guys brought to the table and the people around you brought to the table, absolutely. And then, you know, I was able to kind of facilitate and yeah. bring I that think, out. Because you're not on your own. I think that's the other yeah. thing that there's lots of things coming back to me now that Kez said, uh, I feel I feel very um, supported. supported, but, you know, like, um, you know, there's there's a number of sets of arms around me looking after me and it doesn't matter if I if I don't have that nap this afternoon. Well, it's not because I'm a failure as a human being mm. or anything like that. It's just because I'm in a ready, not ready mm. situation and that's totally okay. Yeah. It's just a different way of even looking at those everyday situations and why you are or aren't even using a strategy. It mm-hmm. doesn't it's not a catastrophe. It's not yeah. a hit to your your self worth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that word catastrophe disty is, is yeah. probably very apt to you because you know in the past you've had I it. used to be the queen of catastrophization. Mm. <laughs> Catastrophizing, that's right. And that was something else. So there was a lot for, for Kim to have to come in and sort of break down and work out and mm. help us both with. And in order for me to help kids, you know, I had to I had to really knuckle under too. But it was I say that like it was hard work, but it, it, <laughs> it was never kind of hard work. Like it at the time. It was yeah. sort of mm. very collaborative mm. and yeah. and just breaking it down. Yes. So making yeah. it more accessible. Like you were you were saying, very practical. Um we had this kind of overall framework that we were working on and then we would kind of pull out little bits and work on a couple of things at a time in a really structured way. Yeah. And that seemed to work really well. And then we would sometimes have hard conversations around that and there would be obstacles that would come up that we would explore. You know, sometimes there was progress and sometimes there was things that came up which Mm. made that difficult. But we always came back to, okay, you know, what are we trying to do here? Where are we up to? What are we going to do next? Um, I think I've realised, hopefully so now, now at 52 and a half years of age and many, many, many different therapeutic approaches and many, many years of different therapies, um, I think I've realised so now that now's the time to put aside the BS, the bullshit, and to really approach this with an open heart and an open mind and... um, and to give it a, give it a red hot go, you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I think that was the key. Yeah, you there know. were some weeks when you weren't ready, and that's where Kim was so um, instructive and helpful for us both because it wasn't 
just that process. So that's what I was talking about before of writing it down, goal, and okay, here's my goal and here's what I've got to do when implementing it. Because life's not like that. It's not that easy. There's all sorts of things that happen in the mm-hmm. meantime and life gets in the way. So Kim was really successful in helping us navigate through the process those really tough moments where I had to ask his was, you know, are you saying you want to do this for, for you or because you want to please me or because you want Dr. Kim to think you're a good patient or client? And yeah, we did, didn't we? We had yeah. some mm. we had some tough moments, but that was how we got somewhere mm. because it wasn't all skating along across the surface and, and going, never is. hey, you know, yeah. kids mm. wants to save money, well, let's write it down and let's do it. It's never that easy, is it? So you kind of really identified just because you know yourselves and each other so well that like that self-sabotage was going to be one of those obstacles to get in the way. Yeah. And it sounds like you were really upfront about that and good well, on we you. We for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. until we realised that, you know, there was a person coming here and investing yeah. a lot of time and energy yeah. and effort in, mm-hmm. into, into a us. Big so now what on earth is that expression? So now it's time to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> time to shit or get off the pot. The one that stuck with me was balls to the wall. Oh, yes. <laughs> balls to yeah. the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was something we came back to a long time, a, a number of times too. But I think kind of one of one of the things about that approach is that it wasn't kind of we weren't kind of driven by pass or fail or success or failure. Mm. It was more around um, let's clearly, honestly review what's going on. If something didn't go the way we planned, well, let's figure out why. What were the yeah. obstacles? You know, do we need to change some of this? Do we need to put some? We had that kind of flexibility within the yeah. process, yeah. which. Um, there wasn't any, it wasn't kind of a blame type approach, like, you, you yeah. know, no one did it wrong or, you know, um, you know, was doing the wrong thing or it was more, it was just kind of that experimental, what's going on, it's observational, mm. let's review. And the facts are now that it was so practical for me and that's entirely, I think, because so now I think I I asked right at the beginning, so now for for my goals to be rather practical yep. rather than theoretical. Yep. And I think so that's why on earth this approach has resonated so much with me. It was relaxed. Yeah. Very relaxed. And, and I think the facts are now that, that it occurred actually then in my own home played mm. a huge part of as well rather yeah. than in in a more clinical setting. So getting all these signs by just, you know, the relaxed nature that it's in your home, that you're driving it and that you've got somebody like Kim who's super invested yes. in you, like you've got all those ingredients yeah. and then you have to be ready to get yes. started. Yeah. And then there's that Otherwise flexibility. Otherwise I'm just wasting everybody's bloody time. Yeah. 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 And then, but that just kind of goes back to the, the, you know, the tough weeks and the tough sessions we had where mm. things hadn't gone so great that week for whatever reason mm-hmm. because she was ready, not ready, or mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. old learned behaviours that are very hard to unlearn because of all sorts of things that you were tired, fatigued, mm-hmm. all sorts of meds not working so well, so all sorts of various reasons. But Kim was always able to sort of bring us back in focus to say it's okay. It's all right. It, it doesn't matter. We just we just try again this week. And that's almost mm. part of it is to learn, you know, what are the, the issues that can get in the way. The, it is the meds. It is the fatigue. It is yeah. whatever else. And that being that kind of 
objective scientist about it going, okay, well, that's another factor we've learned that, mm. that is something we can get in the way and, and we might have a plan around that or adjust our expectations accordingly rather than it being, well, you know, this is a waste of time. It's You're always learning, you know, yeah. I wasn't ready this week yes. or, I, I, you know, that self-sabotage is still getting in the way this week but we're, you know, mm. making some and progress what was the other one? It. Kim can't, was it can't, don't, 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 can't, don't. That was those are some of these really... They sound simple, simple words, but they're actually not. You know, can't, mm. won't, don't. When can't, don't, won't. Sorry. Mm. When you when you really look at it, yeah. Some days you are tired. Some days you've had a had a rough, you know, rough night's sleep, or you've had an argument with your partner, or you've had a bill in the mail. There's all sorts of impediments mm-hmm. as to why you okay. You want to really steamroll, steam ahead with something, but it's not always that easy. You'll you'll have good weeks and bad weeks, but it comes from a really positive place. And in this day and age where so many things we approach in a negative fashion, it's it's just really refreshing to to actually look at how, you know, how, how just how you can be a better person, how you can do better. Mm. That's all it is about. It's not really? about yeah. I mean, hearing you say that just, you know, brings a little tear to my eye because it's it's so incredible to hear that, you know, this work that we've tried to learn how to do, you know, obviously Kim has has given her bit of knowledge to you guys about that yeah. and you've really taken it and yeah. you know, I feel quite about emotional it. about you saying that too yeah. because relentless optimism, I would say, is one of Kez's great strengths. Mm. Um, it's also been... Uh, it's hindered you in many ways too because you're such a giving person. But um, so to, to, to be optimistic is is really, really powerful and there's been times when you've, you've really lost sight of that for, for good reasons. So yeah. an approach like this is is really, really powerful and I can't tell you mm-hmm. the ways and means that it's, it's helped kids. Yeah. Kids, I mean, what do you feel hearing this sister say that? I'm, I'm feeling amazingly sort of supported and loved. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah, for you, what do you think um, about this, this approach, sort of tapped into that relentless optimism? Um, I love the way this approach tapped into relentless optimism because I now very few psychotherapeutic approaches I believe really tap into that I think they're they're inherently negative because so now they're focusing on things you really want to change about yourself which which is sort of what I was doing here however so now the approach was from an entirely different perspective um it wasn't so much figuring out perhaps focusing on the why's but focusing on the hows, I can change it. Mm-hmm. This is very internally driven. It's not externally driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so now sometimes I think people have expectations or feel that others have expectations on what they think they should achieve. Mm-hmm. And so now I'd please really like to make it very clear so now that this is very client-driven, it's very self-driven, it's certainly not relative driven it's certainly not um professionally driven it's very client driven which i reckon is an incredibly important part of the whole process yeah absolutely and um 
it, it, it shows that we've really hopefully then accomplished what we set out to do and that, that really turns things on its head for the yeah. way some other therapists practice or the way family members are expecting things to go that they, you know, they might have experiences where they might tell the therapist this is what I want you to work on mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that can be hard if that's not what's going on mm-hmm. in yeah. therapy um, and it's not necessarily that other approaches don't work but um, for you that, that seems to have been and for both of you, really, really important. Mm. Um, and something that really resonated with both of us, I think. And I think kind of the way we caught up kind of invited everyone in your network. To, well, we literally to, to, sat around a table, you know. We, we, all, we, we all just sat around a table so, and, you know, yeah. so when you say what did you bring to the table, well, we literally, <laughs> sat, we literally <laughs> sat around a table, which was, I mean, that was probably 50% of, of helping us feel comfortable, I have to say, because yeah. when you're in your own home, your own environment, surrounded by all the things that make you happy and that you love, you'll you'll and, be more receptive. And the people who are mm. uh, in your network as well, so Tracy is a genuine carer as well. Like we yeah. always, we met together and everyone that was invited into that process, you were driving it mm. and we all kind of, it was a round table, well, this is a rectangular table, but <laughs> metaphorically it was yes, a round table. table. Like everyone's kind of, yeah. you, everyone had really good ideas and really, really good insights as to, you know, when we are kind of unpacking things, when we are coming up with plans or ideas to, and theories to test out. Mm. All were welcome and, you know, they could come from anyone and um, we'd give them a go. And yeah. I think I think that was yeah. that was a really important part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's something I'd kind of suggest to therapists who are out there. Just don't close your door, you know. Leave your door open or invite people to the table or I mean they could even take it another level as a mm. sort of metaphor that Kez, you are literally the host. Mm. You are inviting us and yep. bringing us in as therapists or family members to your home and yeah. to your life to get to do this work and, and yeah. you know, by being in your place, that, that is a good concrete way for you to see that you are hosting mm. us. Mm. We are yeah. guests mm. here in your in your home and yeah. and in getting to do this work with you that is your work. Yeah. For some of our listeners that might be therapists, what do you think is one or two things from your perspective, Kez, that really showed you that they weren't judgmental, that you were the driver? Um, so now I think that would be um, going back to the plan, implement, something, something Goal, approach. obstacle, plan, do, review. Yeah, goal, obstacle, plan, do, review approach. Um, so now, and I think so now that, that when it came to the review stage, so now I was never made to feel judged by Kim mm-hmm. As, as to whether or not um, the plan, the initial plan was actually even ever realised at the end. Mm. Mm. That's so um, helpful for, mm. to hear that from your perspective. Um, and I was hoping to speak a little bit more about this goal, obstacle, plan, to review, and because it's such a mouthful, <laughs> we've called it um, a, a flexible framework given it a bit of a name and that sort of takes us through you know even before your goals just working out what your big deals are so about saving money um mm. about you know getting on top of those um cares uh tez breaks yeah. and mm. and then sort of working out you know what's what's the steps we're going to to break this down into what's yeah. getting in the way also what our strengths are what 
you know, your mm. intelligence, yep. your experience or your support network, mm. um, goal, obstacle, strengths, <laughs> plan, and then we have also, you know, talk about predicting, you know, well, how do you think that's going to go? Mm. That was really helpful, predicting, because that was where Kez was able to do some really tough tough work by saying, well, in the past I've just gone, yep, I'll do this and I'll do it. And then if she hadn't done it, she felt, you know, you were really hard on yourself. Mm. But this was very much, okay, if you haven't done it, what are the what are the barriers to that? What are the reasons why you mm. haven't done it? And that's okay. There's no judgment, mm. totally no judgment. Side. Like, for example, is it the fact so now that I may have come up with a goal that truly wasn't important to me and I, mm. perhaps I was thinking... Or Disty will actually mm. even be really pleased with me if I mm. do actually come up with that goal or mm. perhaps Kim will actually even be really supportive of me if I do actually come up with that goal. Mm. And um, so the fact so now that it's so individually driven I think is actually even incredibly important. And I think that they're, they're, the areas where the goal really did come from you and they kind of, they kind of evolved over time. Mm. Um, but when you really got some confidence in the process and really um, develop, you had the confidence and you were assertive with what you wanted to do in a really positive way and the goals that came through around that are the ones that you seem to have the most success with. Yeah. Because they seem to really resonate with you. We talked about sort of the whys. Mm -hmm. Um, You can think about the whys as to why am am I like the way that I am but also the whys around why am I going to do this? You know, what is mm. my motivator for yeah. setting this as something I want to do? Yeah. And when you um, were really clear on your why, on your motivator, and it really resonated with you, um, you seemed to, you know, really it just hit the mark for you. Yeah. And so you and rolled I with think it. so then my chances yeah. of success were sort of almost astronomically improved yep. as compared to something whereby um, whereby perhaps I was just paying lip service yep. to what on earth we were trying to achieve. And I think it was actually much easier to, to come up with those plans when they were really important, when it resonated with you, mm. you know, because it was just, well, you basically you came up with the plans with the people around you and we, we kind of maybe wrote them down and then we would yeah. review them next time and all that sort of stuff, but they were coming from you. Yeah. And, you know, from a therapist's point of view, it made it a whole lot easier for me because you were basically giving giving me what you needed and maybe, I, you know, we put it within that flexible framework um, and are we, you know, we were able to come back to it next time. I kind of kept we kept it on track. Mm. Um, using that kind of wool cut structured with it. But ultimately because it came from you to begin with, it was much easier to do that. Yeah. 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 Well, with, you were you were driving it very much, yeah. but mm. we were also comforted by the fact that we had such a kind of, you know, um, empathetic professional in the form of Kim to 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 guide us. So it wasn't it wasn't Kim telling telling Kes what to do or saying, yeah, I mean Suggestions are good, but, but they've got to come from the individual, and that's what Kim's saying. You know, just you—you you, you work through those impediments of, oh, am I making this goal to to please my sister? And that was, you know, we had some tough sessions around that, and, and 
that was good. That was ultimately really beneficial because we were able to to do some hard work. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't all I mean, it was all relentlessly optimistically based, but it was it was it was tough as well. But anything that's worth doing is is can be tough. But this didn't feel it didn't feel tough or no. feel like hard work. Ninety percent of the time, it can be both. You yeah, know, you can be optimistic exactly. while yeah. you're doing the hard work. It doesn't mean it's yeah, going to be exactly. easy. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be setbacks. And it's also you know, something that sounds quite simple. Now, oh, surely everyone's doing a goal and what are the obstacles in the plan? Like we aren't the, fir- the first people yeah. to do this, but there sounds like something really different going on with with how that's being done, you know, with, yeah. with feeling like you're in charge, with, um, you know, having the kind of respect, the non-judgmental approach. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else that you think of that really sets this apart for you and your experience of, of trying to do those those flexible kind of frameworks, those, those structured goal setting that, that made the difference. Yes, I think I think so. Now that Kim was actually even inherently important, and Kim's approach and Kim's personality. So now, because so now I feel so now that she and I just sort of meshed mm. right from the start. It's really interesting because it's PBS Plus is like a a simple approach, but it's not simplistic. So I think we really appreciated that it was straightforward and um, devoid, of, devoid of babble, yeah. psycho babble. And kind of seemed achievable. We thought after the first week, oh, yeah, this sounds pretty good. Hmm. And as time went on, yeah, like you're saying, you've got to have it's the duality of, of if something's simple, it doesn't mean that you're not still doing hard work because that's that's what we were doing all the time. But it felt like hard work because mm. there were there were the one percenters, you know, there were the little gains. Some weeks when kids would have a a, a, a rest or a kids kids break. Occasionally, I would actually even go down for two, two rests. I know, <laughs> so, so no big deals. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That was amazing <laughs> for someone who's who's a workaholic and pushes themselves mm. and you know has great long lists as to what they've got to achieve every day and. Um, yeah, so for kids just to, to give herself that uh, permission through this process, so it's okay, totally okay. You're not, you're not you're letting, not letting anyone, anyone down. down. It's totally fine, but we'll, we'll regroup and we'll revisit things and we'll work out what the barriers were and what the ready, not ready was that day, which we did. We did that on a number of occasions and then we went, oh, okay, things became clearer because wasn't ready because of all sorts of different reasons, which if we identified them, then Cares and myself and the carers and our mum were able to say, okay, if you want to have have a snooze, totally go ahead and do it. And Cares would sometimes go off happily because you knew how good you felt yeah. afterwards. Mm, which comes yeah. back to that why. And that comes yeah, back yeah. to your why. And you just gave yourself permission. This was a process by which you learnt not to be so hard on yourself. Mm. And I think for lots of people out there listening who have a tendency to be tough on this on themselves, you're <laughs> perfectionist. You're the perfectionist at, at, at being hard on yourself. And yeah. that's what I found really powerful through this process. But by okay, yes, this has got to have a scientific framework and it's got to have therapeutic goals and it's got to have all the things that we know and understand that we need for scientific programs. But 
at the heart of this. It's about the person. It's about the person, what they want to achieve, where they want to be, and that could be from the smallest aspiration to the hugest, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm. But that was the, for me, that was the kind of golden moment when I thought, oh, my goodness, this is this is wonderful because, yes, we're after four, six, five, six months when Kez really started to make big strides, big gains, and we looked at each other and went, oh, wow, this is, this is working. Mm. This is having huge effect, but, okay, not necessarily in, you know, you've got the job as the CEO of the company, but you've saved 50 bucks mm. in a fortnight. That's amazing when you've mm. never done that before, you've always wanted to, or you've had, you've let yourself have two rests in a week mm. that's enabled you to, um, you know, have have me over for dinner and not be falling asleep in the chair mm-hmm. because one of your goals is is to to really be present with the people that you love. And do you think in the past when you were making gains that you were, or even not making gains that you were reflecting on on that and reviewing, or was that something that coming to PBS Plus and using that flexible framework, which has those review set points, made a difference for you? Yeah, yeah. I think so now. Um, because so now I'm, I'm I'm a very I like to pride myself on my logical approach um, to life and my systematic approach to life, and that's why that um, plan obstacle hold you review. Um, yep, the oh, flexible framework. The flexible yeah, framework. That's what it is. Why why that really resonated with me, mm. and why it was so positive, and why it really worked, mm. and. Go on. Well, I was just when we're reflecting on kind of one of the things I think that was really helpful in this process when we were working within that framework, and it took a little while, is sort of really getting a sense of for me as a therapist of your support network mm. and what you bring, what all your strengths and um, and the people that that of the kind of support network around you, like Tracy and your carers as well, kind of, and then how to kind of um, work all that in together in a really kind of collaborative way. You don't have to do it on your own. It's okay if you want your husband or your wife or your sister or your best friend or your brother or it's okay for them to to help you out with it too because they will get as much out of it as, as you will. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's the most incredible process of growth, I think, that you can experience as, as a human being to be that kind of honest with people that you love because you know it's only going to get you to a better place. I mean, at yeah. the time we had a few, you know, of course we had a few rough moments and, and you know, tough words and whatnot, but but because we knew it was it was heading us in the right direction and we could see, and I could see for the first time in my life, I could see my sister making these decisions uh, of her own volition, driving it. She'd send me a text saying, right, I just saved some money. The carer just took me down to the bank. I've saved Mm. this money. Or uh, we'd have a session with Kim and Kez would go and have a a break or a snooze afterwards and happily Mm. do that. Yeah. And then be texting me afterwards being euphoric and going, oh, I love the world and I love my life and (laughs) I love you. Loved up. Yeah. Or just loved up. Tell me how this is working. It sends me a loved up. <laughs> yes, yes. you're sending Kim a loved up text. So, yeah. 
that's how you know things are working and they're kind of the one percenters that, that they build up. You know, they, and that's what a flexible framework should be about, just all the little the little pieces, the little building blocks that you put together and you put in place mm. and, and you get to where you want to be. Yeah. It makes it seem less daunting. Mm. Yeah. And ultimately um, I think breaking it down into much smaller increments or much smaller blocks actually even makes the, the ultimate goal achievable. Mm. Mm. Rather than something so now that's so bloody pie in the sky mm. that you'll never achieve it. And it's amazing to hear that, you know, you weren't even a saver, you know, before yeah. your ABI. And this is something that, you know, we're really conscious of. We don't tell anyone what's achievable and what isn't. Mm. It's not up, up to us. What right do we have to say, you'll never do this? Mm. Um, and we're just like, what do you want to do? And we'll, we'll use this flexible yeah. framework and we'll, we'll, we'll help you as much as yeah. you need to, to work this out yourself. And it's so amazing to see that, um, yeah, you, you accomplished so much. Mm. You did. I mean, I, I was amazed. It was things that came up that I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I got kids and I are best friends and as close as two people can be and there were things that came up I thought, Okay, fair enough. That's what a good goal, you know. That, and that's not me. That's not me putting the words in your mouth. That's coming mm. from from you. So I think that as someone involved in the process, but also kind of watching it and observing it, it was just so gratifying and so wonderful to see kids uh, blossoming and developing and flourishing in ways that she hadn't done before. Mm. You know, things that. In the past, had, you know, we'd argued about or it hampered us, or mm. because they do lead on to, to bigger issues in life. You know, if you can't yeah. save, save money, you can't pay your bills. If you can't pay your bills, you're in debt. If you're in debt, you don't feel good about things. You're borrowing money off other people. That doesn't lead to good relationships. So that's what I mean about breaking things down with Kim and going, Kim's going, well, actually, really want to save money. And Kim going, oh, what are you wise for that? And Kim's going, because I want to prove to myself I can. It's not about the material gain, but I want to prove mm. to myself I can do this. I've never done it in my whole life for all sorts of different reasons. And I want to prove to my family that, that I can do this. the eternal bloody spendthrift. <laughs> but that I do have an ABI and it's, it's just part of me. It's part of who, who I am and now. And for you and for therapists as well to sort of let go of of trying to pick what's the important stuff mm. to work on mm. that in in some ways it, it didn't matter to what what you got out of that but it was so much more important that it was what cares wanted to focus on and you get yeah. all these other benefits exactly they get come more yeah and they yeah. come up kind of just really organically where there were things that came out that kids and I go oh my gosh I didn't yeah. didn't, mm. I didn't even know I wanted to do that or because I didn't even know that was an issue for me but because yeah. it was so comfortable comfortable flexible and approachable and we, we were so fortunate to have such a wonderful therapist that it just at, at times it felt easy it felt easier than it probably yeah. should have and but that's kind of amazing isn't mm. it like you're doing this really hard work you're challenging some things about yourself you, you haven't um had a lot of um, runs on the board yet for mm. and in a way that's quite different to all your yeah. experiences and you start off with all this sort of scepticism like this, you know, all these sort of empty promises of mm. this is going to be different mm. and and yet you opened yourself up to it. Yeah. And, mm. yeah, and uh, I think that's the thing. It's not 
it's not empty promises. It's, mm. it's something that, yes, there, like I said before, there's a science to this and there's a real rigorous theoretical framework that we can see being put around it all. But it's just, it's just so achievable. It's so doable. You know, don't be frightened by it. Don't be daunted by it. It's, mm. well, it's one of the best things we've ever done. Yeah. Ever. And it's enriched our relationship. Yeah. And it's given you uh, more confidence, a lot more independence. Yeah. And the capacity to really put yourself in the driver's seat rather mm. than thinking other people should be doing it for you. Rather than being passive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you kind of, if you're kind of reflecting back, kids, like the word kind of independence and that sort of stuff, what does, does anything sort of come to mind as to how, how do you feel that's kind of evolved over the last couple of years? Well, um, so now I think I'd like to think I'm a lot more independent with my money. Mm-hmm. However, so now I still text Isti sometimes more than I should and ask her for money. Um, however, so now, and the fact that I've saved for mm. the first time ever in my life. You know, That's 52 huge. years on this bloody planet and I've never saved a red cent. Can I un- understate, I think, how big a deal that is? Yeah. It's amazing. I know. Yeah, I think there were times that we both looked at each other and thought, wow. But that was quite a process of it was. very much experimental, <laughs> trying <laughs> this out. Yeah. Oh, did that work? Mm. Oh, maybe it didn't work. Let's, you know, and we everyone was kind of involved with how you were going to keep mm. track of what you were doing. Yeah. And um, and then we tried something, we tried it and it was worked and then, you know, I think there was a stage where you're like, I don't think I need that much anymore as in the support, mm. backed it off a bit, then it got a bit loose, so we picked up some of the stuff. Yeah. Added something else, and another think, bit, bit to the plan, and this has rolled pretty well. And I think so that that's um, such an inherently important part of this whole approach. The facts are now that it's very much client driven, mm-hmm. and the fact um, the review phase, yeah, yeah, that that I don't think very many other therapies really include. Yep, that and checking I back in that yeah. so that that goal and that reviewing. I reckon it was maybe over four or five months. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Just checking in. How's this going? Yeah. Oh, radio. Is that, do we need to kind of tweak something here? We're going to keep going with it. It's working for you. Okay, let's keep going. Mm. Yeah, I think review is just crucial. And as, yeah. as you said, in a non judgmental way, that that was really key. And I think that's something I'm going to go back into our notes and, and just really emphasize that that's yeah. what was no something that resonated with you. Yeah. Yeah. That I wasn't made to feel so now that I've failed. Yep. If 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 I asked for more help with a particular goal, yep. Um, that 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 both myself and the therapist thought I may have actually even already conquered, however so now that that I may really require still some assistance mm-hmm. in attempting to conquer. We need to be able to not psychobabble. But I guess we need to be able to demonstrate some level of knowledge and expertise. I'm mm-hmm. bringing something to the table here. Yeah. Um, relax, humour, yeah. have some fun with it mm. as well. Mm. Okay. And then um, stuff up, make mistakes too, like demonstrate from yeah. as a therapist, yeah. I'm human. I might have some awesome ideas. I might have some really bad ideas. I might, you know, really, really stuff up sometimes. And I have done that many times in therapy and just have to iron in and go, yep. 
this is part of the process, you know. Mm. We don't get it right all the time. It's the real life here. You're not and setting yourself up to be the, the overarching no, expert. I'm not a, no. yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, we're all just mm. in this together. Yeah. Um, I've got some expertise, as do we all. Um, let's keep that relaxed approach and, and have some fun with it as well when we can. And, um, yeah, know that it's, nothing's going to work all the time. There's always something that yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. But it could take a while to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's plenty of mistakes that are made along the way. That's totally yeah. fine. And you can so often. now it's very much, um, it very much incorporates the true belief. So now that only by making mistakes can we then improve ourselves mm. yep. and then hit on the right strategy moving forward. Yep. That's yeah. right. It's not yep. win or lose, it's no. win and learn. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, what a wonderful treat to get to speak to you all today about the PBS Plus work you've done and be part of our podcast called Relentless Optimism. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough for, for helping us out with that. You're more than welcome. Absolutely. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you. Awesome. Well done. So the PBS Plus website is monash.edu forward slash PBS P-L-U-S. You can sign up to stay in the loop about our training opportunities and our latest research. We're also on Twitter at Relentless Opt and Facebook Relentless Optimism Podcasts. If you have any questions or you want to continue a conversation, please feel free to reach out by social media or email. That's relentless.optimism at monash.edu. This podcast is produced by me, Kate Gould, and Kiara Corso. Editing by James McPherson. Graphics by Kat Orgallo of Zenzi Design and Trevor. Also, as a disclaimer, this podcast is for general educational and informational purposes, and it is not a replacement for personal medical or therapeutic advice. So please consult your healthcare professionals for any medical or therapy questions or to arrange access to support. And I hope you come away from each episode feeling relentlessly optimistic that there is always something that works.